At 1 p.m. HST, I know where I will be. Ukulele Underground Podcast for you and me. Aldrin and Erin and Kahai. And maybe Magic Mike or a guest on the fly. Ukulele Underground Podcast. Now here's the guys. Here's the guys. Here's the guys. A round of applause for Rob. Yeah, that was Rob. Very own Rob doing our intro music for this week. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele Underground Podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by Mr. Aaron, the voice now commercial. What's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend Fergan. Say, what's up, Kahai? What's up? We're all here. All the boys are here. Here's the guys. Uh, like, right, like Rob said. No, we are here. Here we are. Um, this podcast basically deals with the ukulele and just things ukulele related, sometimes non ukulele related. We just kind of talk music, uh, talk pop culture, whatever it may be. Uh, we just have a nice, cool conversation. All right. And, uh, we get questions in. We ask, uh, people ask us questions. We answer them as best as we can. Well, I try to, um, and then the other two guys will, Come in with their two cents, and then we give you a uh, six-cent answer. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> a nickel and a penny answer. Kahai. It's maybe rounded down to a nickel. Yeah. Just, just a <laughs> yeah sometimes, you know, sometimes not quite two cents. Yeah. But we try our best. Um, like, it, like we said, we mostly talk about ukulele, but sometimes we don't. And, you know. That's it's it's okay. <laughs> it's it's all right. But yeah, um, last week we left off on a cliffhanger. So our cliffhanger question last week was Kahai. Uh, yeah, it was from a young viewer. Uh, yeah, the up and comer. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Eldrin, Eldrin, L L and Nildla. Yeah. <laughs> and Adrian, I think. Adrian. Adrian. I, I think you would get along with this guy because he, oh, like, for his user, like, mm. his username picture, he has, like, the picture of, like, the cross, the crossbones and the, oh, the, the straw the hat. hat. Oh, yeah. like a straw hat pirate. Wow. Adrian. Um, so Adrian asks, <laughs> what does he ask? Uh, what comes first in songwriting, melody or chords? What is more important? All right, so very, very, very interesting because, and the reason why I say it's interesting is because it's just like a chicken and egg situation, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. it, it really um, boils down to that as a chicken and egg, you know, like, um, <laughs> the egg comes first, the, the chicken hatches from the egg, but then, what, you know, what hatches the chicken is one of those things. So it really depends on what comes to you first, and I know that's like the most generic um, answer that I, that I could give, but we're going to dive down into it, right? So... Whatever inspiration hits you, you basically follow down that rabbit hole. If you're a songwriter, if you're an ukulele songwriter, if you're a um, lyrical songwriter, whatever it may be. Um, I remember a story, you know, uh, that's, I believe it was Paul McCartney who, uh, you know, who, who wrote, you know, um, yesterday when, uh, when he wrote yesterday, uh, he was thinking of the words scrambled eggs, right? Have you guys heard that story? Scrambled oh, yeah, eggs. <laughs> so, and like a scrambled eggs was like what, you know, what he had like stuck in, stuck in his mind. Scrambled eggs. And he's just like, I just really like that melody line. Like he, <laughs> he said it was kind of haunting him for a little bit. Like, da da da. And he didn't have anything. He just had scrambled eggs. So if he had followed down the rabbit hole of, uh, of getting like the lyrics of scrambled eggs, then we would have had a completely different song. But he stuck with that melody line. He had that melody and da da da. And then from there, 
because he followed down the rabbit hole, you know, da, 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 and uh, hopefully we don't get copyright strikes for uh, for humming a Beatles song. But with uh, with with that said, it's kind of like, and you can see how it's both kind of the melody and the chord because the melody will come, you know, like with la da 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 da, da. but with that, the chord there is an E seven chord. La, la, da, da. It's not something that you normally go to, you know, like an E7 chord is not necessarily in the uh, C chord family. It's a little bit outside. It's a cousin, you know, if, if you would, uh, of, of the C chord family. And, um, it's just a really cool thread to to follow. So whatever inspiration hits you first, you're just gonna have to go um, follow whatever rabbit hole that takes you down. But there are people who prefer one to the other, and I, you know, I prefer melody lines. But I've, you know, I don't want to say that I've never written a song um, that you know that didn't come to me as uh, as chords first because that's happened as well i've t- told that story here of uh, of chocolate fontaines that song that i recently wrote i just really like that chord progression of f to a minor to the d7 yeah i really like that sound and i went with it you know i basically went with uh, writing that entire song based on that but um most of the time i'll have something like And I just kind of follow that thought, and that's where it goes. That entire song was was based on that. I remember being at the uh, t- at, at the tennis court with uh, with a bunch of my friends, and my friend's name is Tyler, and um, my friend Bradford, who is actually the designer of uh, of the Ukulele Underground logo. Uh, Bradford is he he designed the Ukulele Underground logo. He also designed the original Bandito Tyler sticker, the Bandito Tyler album. He did all that stuff, and um, we were playing tennis. And he had this plain white shirt, and it had Bandito Tyler in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the heck is that? <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is that thing?" And it, the legend of Bandito Tyler began there. And he, and he just like, I don't know. He's, he's like, I was having fun in art class, and we had to make stencils. Uh-huh. So he made the stencil of the original Bandito Tyler stencil. And like, he just got a white T-shirt. He like he spray painted it on. And <laughs> since he was just like a regular white T-shirt, he used it for tennis. Uh-huh. And I'm like. That is amazing. And he's like, oh, uh, all he needs now is a theme song. I'm like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so it's got to be something like like nice and catchy. Like, boom, da, 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 something snappy. And that's what came to me first. And that's why that song starts that way. Like, uh-huh. honestly, that's why that Because there was starts. nothing else. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. All I had was boom. Because I bring my ukulele to to the tennis course. We're we're not good tennis players. I I should say that right off the bat. We're not great tennis players. So that's why I bring my ukulele to the tennis court. Because I'm like I'm done sucking at this game. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit down and uh, and do something that I suck less at. You know, and um when you know when I was kind of sitting down and working you know working out that tune uh, and I was like it needs like something kind of grand right after the and now. It's just the notes that came there. And I'm like, why don't I just... Oh, like that sounds super cool. <laughs> and even then, like, I didn't know what, you know, what, what key I was going to be in or whatever. It's just, I followed down that rabbit hole of like whatever the, uh, the main melody was. So it can come both ways. It's a chicken and egg situation, but whatever comes to you first, 
follow that. Um, some people have preference. I have a melody line preference because I, when I write my songs, it's always like, can somebody hum this back to me? You know, like, uh, it, that's my indication of a good instrumental song is if the audience can hum it back to me or if they can remember what the main melody was when they go home. That means I've made an enough of an impact that's, uh, that they remember whatever three, four, five notes that I've played in sequence, um, that would, uh, basically be my song. Yeah. And that's, I think the goal of, of most, I should say most, not, maybe not every songwriter, but most songwriters is just to have an impact on their, you know, on their audience. You know, it's, it's art really. Like, what does your art say? So my art, I, I wanted to say something. I want to mean something. So, uh, kind of diving a little bit deeper to, uh, to writing with melody. The melodies that I write, this is just a kind of a personal thing. It not only, should be catchy, but it should also paint a mental picture. When I'm writing a song, especially an instrumental, writing a song with lyrics and stuff, it's a little bit easier to paint a picture, you know, but you can, you can be really clever with it and stuff. Like Aaron's really clever with his, you know, with his, uh, lyrics and he's got like, um, like, uh, like hidden things upon hidden things and, and you know, and meanings upon meanings and stuff. But instrumental, it's really cool because it's basically like, um, like an abstract painting. It, it can be interpreted however you want to interpret it. Yeah. And, uh, with the melody lines that I make, instead of it being completely abstract and just kind of like taking, Oh man, this chord sounds cool. And then I do one of these and then this or whatever, you know, like, which that's cool too. There's a certain, you know, like audience or something like that. But for me, I grew up listening to things like video games and, um, and big fighting robots on TV with, with anime and stuff. And every single thing that happens, in video games and TV has a sound to it. And, um, all my favorite songs back, uh, instrumental songs back then were, you know, were things that like, uh, that, that had a visual attached to it. Yeah. So when, uh, when I'm listening to those, um, if, if I'm just listening to a soundtrack, I can see what's going on and I want to be able to do the same thing and write the same songs because that had an in impact on me. So that's kind of what encourages me and inspires me to write the same exact way. Um, you know, when, when growing up, uh, Voltus 5, uh, Voltron and things like that, like whenever Voltron, like, um, connects together, there's a, there's a song that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Or, if, you know, if you guys remember Sailor Moon, whenever they do the Sailor Moon change or whatever, <laughs> uh, there's a song that goes with that. Yeah. Everything, there's a, you know, there's a soundtrack to everything. Or if, uh, for, for, you know, a little bit more, uh, reference that people understand a little bit more. When Darth Vader from Star Wars walks in the room, you're gonna hear, dun, 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 dun. So it's always the main melody line because if you ask me what the chords are to that song, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. But, um, some people do, you know, get the chords first because, how are you going to get that melody? If you, you know, if you don't have courses, it's a chicken and egg situation. But for s some people, one just comes easier than the other. And, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. Thank you, Adrian, for your question. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this topic. How about so, you guys? So what is the, what is the question then? Like, is it when you're writing a song, what comes yeah, first? Yeah, what comes first? Or yeah. is it what is more important? Oh, okay. well, I think, so, mm -hmm. I, I think that was the first part of the question was, what comes first and mm. then the second part is what's more important yeah and i think yeah. what's more important depends on the songwriter and what they're you know and what they're doing so whatever inspires them first what's what's important is whatever hits you first whatever inspires you to keep or to start writing you know to to, to begin with and i think 
that's more important. It's just finding the inspiration and once inspiration hits, just go down that same rabbit hole. Um, important though, if, uh, if I were to, you know, to put an importance to it, I think melody definitely trumps over, um, over, <clears throat> over chords, but it depends too, because like some really great songs, do not have melody in it at all. Like it's just, it's just chords, you know? Like think of, um, a lot of, uh, like ambiance kind of, uh, you know, kind of music in, in your favorite movies. Like there's not like melody lines that are playing. Um, I'm going to get really dorky, but if you've ever played Monster Hunter and I know Kai uh, <laughs> has played Monster Hunter on the, on the PlayStation, what's, you know, they have the, the, the main theme song, which is da 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 But when you're hunting, it's just ambiance. There's just some chords and stuff like playing in the background. There's really nothing. But when, uh, and those can be just as impactful. Okay. Um, it, you know, it, some, some chord progressions really stand out. Um, let's see. Have you guys ever seen that movie, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh, yeah, I don't remember okay. it though. <laughs> yeah. So Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, Jason, uh, what is it? I forgot his last name, but the main guy, um, <laughs> his, his job was he, uh, or, or Sarah Marshall was a, uh, was, was a lead or leading lady in, uh, in this kind of like, uh, crimes, like a CSI kind of TV show. And, um, and Jason Siegel, his character is he's the music guy who writes the music for that show. Yeah. And, um, there's a scene where he's like, uh, where he's doing the music for the show mm-hmm. and, um, and the guys will just kind of play the, play the scene and he, he's there with his keyboard, like trying to, you know, like match stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, he's trying to figure stuff out, but he can't, but it's just really ominous sounding chords. <laughs> and that's like the, uh, you know, that's the, that's the theme of that, um, you know, of, of that TV show is really kind of ominous sound. He's like, we're, we're looking for more dark and ominous. And then I think after that, that breakup, because forgetting Sarah Marshall is a spoilers for those people who haven't seen it. It's about them breaking up. And, um, and, and Jason Siegel's like kind of like depressed. So he started like when he's doing the, uh, that scene, he starts playing the, the, uh, the theme from like Frasier. You know, like, <laughs> is it Frasier or it's, is that baseline? Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Is it Seinfeld or F- Frasier? Seinfeld? Uh, that baseline? Seinfeld. <laughs> he's doing that like baseline. He's like, um, let's just stick to the dark and ominous. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you want dark and ominous? How about this? And then he just starts like ruining everything. But yeah, my point is that, um, those kind of themes there's no you know there's no real melody line to it but you know it's it's still like constant like nice songs there's a lot of great like jazz songs that are just really beautiful chord progressions and then you just solo over it you know like um the the ever so famous giant steps is just two five a bunch of two five ones and a bunch of different ever-changing keys and those are just that's a entire song based on chords and chord progression so it really depends. You can make a great song with just chords, but as far as more important, it's really in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I think, yeah, it like, and I think people would even be surprised mm-hmm. how much movies or media they uh, mm-hmm. watch, and they might not necessarily even remember the music, but if you mm-hmm. take out the music from that, you know, like horror movies are yeah. famous for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people are like, oh, that's not even music. That's just like, you know, they make weird like uh thrilling yeah. sounds like nah 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 yeah. right ding, ding, 
yeah. <laughs> so those are all just chords. <laughs> but I think somebody did do like a cut where they took out all the mm-hmm. music or all the background sounds to a horror movie mm-hmm. and how much less scary it is. Like there's no build up. <laughs> you just see a guy pop out and then, you yeah. know, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess <laughs> yeah. that happens. But yeah. so like it, and, and you know, those things, it, again, if you ask somebody like, Oh, can you, tell them a melody back to me or something those don't really have melodies mm. uh, and that's not really the purpose but mm. they serve a purpose of like adding to the atmosphere it's not something that you recognize or you mm. really latch on to but you, it's like something that you just kind of feel in your gut right like yeah. it's like oh something it serves a purpose yeah something's mm. wrong is happening or mm. stuff, stuff so it depends on what you're going for i guess like mm. what is your meter of success do you yeah. want people to remember your song if you want people to remember and like have a hook and like oh i really like that song i can hum it back Mm -hmm. then you probably want a stronger melody Mm -hmm. but if you want something where like people can like lo-fi hip-hop right it's like Mm -hmm. maybe you don't necessarily need a melody Mm -hmm. to drive people because people who are listening to it you know like they say lo-fi lo-fi hip-hop for uh, studying and relaxing So you don't want something to be like standing out in your head. You just want like, oh, I just want to listen to like Mm -hmm. somebody play backing chords or whatever. So it really depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Gary? Oh, yeah. Just personally, it's it's always most of the time chords come to me Mm -hmm. when writing a song. Mm -hmm. And um, but then from the chords, I have to come up with a hummable melody Mm -hmm. That matches with the chords mm. or whatever, yeah. So I, I just I end up humming along whatever I think it should sound like, you know, over the over the chords, mm. yeah. Like a melody line that would match over those chords or the direction go goes in the direction that the chords are going in, mm. and then um, for lyrics I just end up singing whatever that melody line wants me to sing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and usually words just t- tumble out and sometimes yeah. it's like that scrambled eggs yeah <laughs> where it's nonsensical but then sometimes um well most of the time usually the chords make me feel a certain way and it reminds mm. me of a something that is brings that, up a memory yeah, of some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. and then i i follow the rabbit uh, you know follow that thread go yeah. down the rabbit hole uh based off of that mm. It reminds me of a situation or something that happened to me or something that I saw like happened to someone else. And then I, I use that as the basis of the lyrics most of the time. And then, and once you get going, it, like, yeah, I think songwriting itself is a practice in letting go. So, ah, yeah, yeah. you know, so like you just say like, I'm, I'm not really controlling this. Yeah. It's whatever comes up. Yeah. And then as the more that you are able to let go, the faster it comes out. Mm. And the mm. more you try to force it, the less <laughs> that it comes out. So come on, I need something here. Yeah. I need something now. <laughs> I need something down here. This part that's right. missing the one thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was going to say, I think I, I struggle with this and I, I'm trying to get better, but I think people who, you know, they, they try to write for either our songwriting stuff or just on their own. And there's like some people who are like, Oh, I seem to like write a little bit, but then I get stuck and then I just can't move on from there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it really is like, it's hard, but you can't really keep thing. You can't, uh, I think the best way to songwrite and to get over those hurdles is to not make things so precious. Right. 
Mm-hmm. It's like if you come up with a melody and then you're just like, I gotta make the rest of the song around this melody and I gotta make chords that fit into this melody, you know? Like a lot of times I'll, I'll come up with a part of a song and I, I'll come up with, you know, say I come up with the chords and then I come up with melody over it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, how do I continue from this? It's only, this is only like a chorus or a verse. How do I make the other part of mm-hmm. the song, right? And nothing's coming up. Then I'm just like, I can't just like sit here and say, I gotta keep going with this song, <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe I gotta just like start over, come up with a new melody mm-hmm. or take out the chords from that melody that I had mm-hmm. and try new chords and yeah. see what comes up from there. And then it, cause it really is like you can mix and match. Don't, don't think that once you have a melody set in stone, I mean, you can, but once you have it set in stone, like, you know, like maybe save it or put it off for somewhere else and say like, maybe I'll come back to it, but it doesn't need to be yeah, if this not, particular it's okay. song. Yeah. Right? yeah. You don't know what, what's going to come up next. Right. So yeah. it is kind of like just that what Aaron was saying is like that, uh, it, practice of like, you're just trying to get stuff out of your head <laughs> and whatever makes more things come out. That's the path you should take. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Right? <laughs> yeah. You come up with an even better song. You know? like, yeah. yeah. And that happens like pretty often, you know, like I, uh, I, I, I get you, Kahai, because, um, there's a bunch of songs that I've like given up on. Yeah. You know? like, Scrap it. Just like, ah, oh, this isn't, this For isn't now. working. I feel like I'm forcing it, you know, like how yeah, you yeah. were saying too, yeah. Aaron. And it's just like, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing it. I'll just put it away. And then I, I come back to it and it becomes something better, you know, like mm-hmm. um, either I continue on with whatever it was and, and like the inspiration strikes me to uh, to to keep writing that song or I just take elements like you were saying Kahai, from it and completely build something new. And that's usually how I do all my all my albums. I have on my phone if if this, you know, mm-hmm. my phone is very, very, very precious to me because of. It has all my ideas on it. <laughs> I would not know what to do if I lost my ideas. Um, and I think I've said this a lot before in, in the past on this show. Um, every time I get like a, like a melody line, if I have my ukulele with me, I'd like just take the, um, the voice memo, like, uh, app and I would just kind of like do the little like, uh, ditty that, you know, that came in my mind. Or if, if I don't have my ukulele, I just la 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 it or whatever, do do do, you know? And, um, yeah, and, and I think once, you know, once it comes to me, I don't want to lose it. So I record it and I'm just like, oh, I'll come back to it. If I need something and I'm writing a song and I go through like my catalog of like little tiny, you know, like yeah. little tiny ditties and stuff that, that I've, uh, that I've recorded. And I'm like, oh man, okay, this sounds really good with this because this kind of sounds like it's, it's telling the same story or whatever it may be, you know, like, um, yeah, that's. It's fun. Songwriting is fun. You yeah. should definitely if you ha- if you haven't tried writing a song on your ukulele, you owe it to yourself to like express yourself musically through your through your ukulele. Yeah. Don't and I, I think like when we're saying like mm-hmm. if something's not working out with yeah. whatever you came up with, yeah. Like throw it away. Don't throw it away. Just like put it off to the it's side. Like, yeah. yeah. Save it because you never know when you're gonna come back to mm-hmm. it. And there's a um Andrew Huang, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. he did like a thing <laughs> I think he had a website called songs to wear pants to or something, (laughs) something like that, where he would basically like, if you needed a song, you Mm. could ask him, like write a description of a song and he Mm. would write it for you. Mm. And he was like putting out, I think if you look on, I don't know, Spotify or wherever he has his songs, 
he has like a bunch of albums that are you know instrumentals vocals all all different types and he just like pumps them out right but he like yeah he was saying that people shouldn't be ashamed to we have this feeling like i'm giving up on this thing and you kind of feel guilt or shame but people shouldn't feel ashamed of giving up on songs and having like half finished projects like if you if that means that you're working on something else you know and you're constantly working on it and you and he said like you can come back to it you know like you can he does that like sometimes he'll put up folders with of his song titles right and it's just like one was like um mm-hmm. adventure time and mm-hmm. then like a song in there that people wanted him to finish was like blippity bloop and so he's like <laughs> okay yep i'm gonna click on blippity bloop i haven't opened this project for seven years let's see yeah. what i did and he's like man this is really weird but i dig it now and i can finish it now yeah so like yeah you never know like uh when you can go back to it or mm-hmm. if you don't you never do go back to it don't feel bad for mm-hmm. like you know moving on it's just yeah. it, it really is like whatever you can get to you know you jim kind of put out a point he said, uh, uh, like the don't be precious. Uh, I know a young lady who writes very good songs, record and releases, but takes two to three years to write a song. Mm-hmm. And another who constantly posts a song he is working on every week for one to two years at various stages. Mm-hmm. His are awful. Hers are excellent. <laughs> uh, and it, it is like, uh, yeah, maybe you don't want to be throwing away songs so much where it's mm-hmm. just like as soon as you hit a roadblock, you just give up on it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if nothing is coming out, if you're trying, if it feels like you're forcing it, yeah, forcing force it. the creative process to happen, mm-hmm. is like maybe it is time to just like try, just try from a blank uh, slate, right? Yeah. Try from something brand new. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kahai. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I wanted to, <laughs> like, uh, Azrin Hamsini's dad. Yeah. Yeah. He he brought up a good point too, yes. where he said that I saw that yeah uh, yeah in India I think mm-hmm. he, he said that they don't really have the concept of harmony, so mm. their songs are very melody driven. Mm. And he said that it's interesting to see it would be interesting to see how different countries what they prioritize mm. leads you know uh, their next generations of musicians to, into creating. So mm-hmm. I think that really is like. Probably for us, right? Like we grew up in uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We're probably more comfortable with like uh, things that we hear from like Hawaiian vamps and stuff, right? Yeah. That isn't used in other genres of music. But like yeah. for us, it's like, oh yeah, you can just put, just put the seven there. Like the, <laughs> just, just if you want to get to that chord, just put a se- seven in front of it, you know? Yeah. Or something. And I mean, it's the same thing. Like, uh, the, the, the songs and the chords that I write with and stuff are the songs that, you know, I grew up with and the chords that I grew up with listening to like how creative boys are this. Those are the, you know, chord, uh, progressions that I'm going to go to. But some, you know, someone who's been exposed to a lot of like maybe jazz music when they were younger, like that's, you know, that's what they'll, uh, head towards. They'll head towards more of those kind of complex chord, um, chord progressions. It just really depends on what you're exposed to. So interesting that in, in India they don't have uh, they don't have harmony because that's just going to be purely like melody driven and yeah, yeah. everything. I, I told him like it mm-hmm. seems like and it seems like Hamsini's, uh songs are very melody driven first, right? That was like so. one of our you know one of our biggest um, uh, feedbacks. 
uh, for her is that like when when she writes stuff, it's always very melodic. Like she's got mm-hmm. like a you know like a main melody thing down. It's just mm-hmm. just really 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 cool and interesting because uh, most people and I even say this you know when people are are doing the or when when we issue out the challenge they're like you can just be chords you can just play chords and you can just write a bunch of like chord progression and use that for your song and whatnot but you know someone like her she's like no there's gonna be this and that's the that's the song and the melody mm-hmm. goes like this like, that's pretty advanced <laughs> like good yeah. job yeah so like uh i i think the way that i like to think of uh melody and harmony too is like melody is like the outlines for a painting right Mm-hmm. You get the like a very clear picture if you have a good melody, mm. and then harmony is like what colors you use to like fill mm-hmm. in those outlines. Yeah. So you can go. That's why you can go both ways, right? You can start up a picture mm-hmm. with the colors already laid down, and then just draw lines around it. You know that mm-hmm. that fit into those colors, or you can have the outline down the the lines. And then you've just kind of color in, you know, whatever color you feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I want that co- I want that note to really have like, uh, you know, just an example is like, oh, that mm-hmm. that note is B flat. I want a B flat major chord underneath mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something like that where you can just do that. And that's where like you can even take it. Uh, jazz people might take it a step for- further and see that and be like, well, Let's like kind of change the hue of the color. Let's yeah. make it like, you know, instead of uh, just a B flat major, let's change it to a different chord. Yeah, it's it's like cerulean blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not just crimson plain, red. Plain, yeah. Like so 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 what you're saying, you know, like uh how instrumentals are like abstract paintings and you don't really have like a defined thing. Yeah. It's like it can get, go even further, right? Where it's yeah. just like Wow, there's just like colors up there, and I don't know what to look at. And that can, that's like really crazy mm-hmm. experimental music that you can try listening to. Yeah. But uh, it's up to you what you want to like make make it out of, right? That, that's why guys like Jacob Collier are like painting with some amazing hues because it's like, how, how, how are you doing that? Like, how are you <laughs> making that color? Like, it's like, oh, it's just tuned down like by a half whatever semitone that is insane like why why would you do that <laughs> yeah that he it's like uh it's like the person right who they said like can see more depths of color yeah than most people can perceive it seems like he has that that perception of music is like really people can't hear this tonal change but for him it's important to add that in yeah Crazy. To translate the feeling mm-hmm. that, that he's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. All right. So spent a good amount of time on that. Now, Kahai, are there any questions from the audience or from emails? Uh, I think so. I know we had one. Uh, Marawa asked, hey, guys, can you, you recommend a song for me to practice a percussive knock? A percussive knock? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's talking about what is that? Golpe. Yeah. Like a golpe? Um, I'm not the person to ask, but <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it's one of those where, like, if if you're using the t- the technique, yeah, you should probably have a an example an, of an it, idea <laughs> like, of what what yeah. song you can put it in. Because then, because why would you learn that technique if not? I guess so. Yeah, right. Yeah, you would. <laughs> that's that's a great way of putting it. Like, if you're learning a technique, you kind of have to. Um, have some kind of con- something context in, in context yeah. yeah and and i always tell this to people who just watch like 101 
You know, like I watched Duke Law the 101 and 102. Like now what do I do? It's like, well, you're supposed to watch Duke Law the 101 and 102 and do songs at the same time. So whatever you're learning in Duke Law the 101, like, you know, that's, you can kind of see that in the songs and like songs made <laughs> easier or whatever. Like if you're working on a song, you're using ukulele 101 to kind of be like ah okay well that explains that and and so you can kind of see it in context if you're if you're doing songs and um that that whole like doing ukulele 101 and 102 is kind of just like reading a book on swimming we're like okay cool this is how you do the slide now next and that's how you do the pull off or whatever but if you're not using those in context of a song like if um if you're just like all right Like you can you know you can just bend notes like that's <laughs> that's fun so if ever that should ever come up on any song you know how to do it or whatever which is totally fine but it's a lot better if you um you know if you match it with something in some kind of uh song that it makes sense to so you can see it in context yeah um but that kind of gold pit thing uh, there's a reason why craig did it is because I, I wouldn't know really where to where to add something like that but <laughs> you can um can't do anything really like if you're good enough with with rhythm and you feel confident enough in the technique like um um if i were to do um like for example something like that you yeah, know like yeah. where i just replace where the chunks are and i just kind of add the uh the gold pin in there which is for those people wondering i'm just flicking on the top of my um my soundboard like this oh. yeah I'm, I'm guessing like maybe any song where they use like the rim shot for the where the drums are yeah, using yeah. a rim rim shot yeah <laughs> Or uh, instead maybe, of the snare, because mm-hmm. like anything the, like that, yeah, you could we could plug that in wherever. Yeah, know? like or, I would use the the chunk to replace any time that the drums are using a regular <laughs> snare. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe like that golpe if they're using the rim shot. Mm. You know, I mean, but like, uh, yeah, the and kind of the only way to find out where it works and where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Is to use it everywhere, right? Like, even <laughs> just, if, try. <laughs> just, yeah, just try. Even if it any song that you'd already know, yeah. Even if it doesn't have those hits or stuff, it's like, yeah, just try it. And then if it works, it works. Yeah. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Like, you, I, I think, and maybe you might say like, oh, I really like it here, and other mm-hmm. people won't. So that's just your personal taste. Yeah. You gotta take that into account. I was going to say that I had something recently that's kind of like that where I just learned how to do like campanellas and I was just campanelling everything. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the same, same exact thing. I'm like, oh, how do I play this? Oh man, it's like maybe do this song campanella. And then like, I, I was like, okay, enough with this obsession. But I'm like, all right, chocolate fontaines. I added one campanella in there where it fits, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I now know like when and where to use it. But you know, when I first learned it, I'm like, this is so cool. I'm going to add it to everything. <laughs> but really context. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then mm-hmm. from that, you'll learn, like, when it's useful and yeah. when it's appropriate and mm-hmm. when it doesn't really add anything to it. Yeah, try, um, if, if you're looking for a song still, um, Islands in the Sun, like like I just played, maybe um, Love Song by, by The Cure. So, Uh, 
I can't even do it. <laughs> I don't do it enough. <laughs> There. <laughs> that, that hit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, don't try those two. Um, just to, I, just to start. Yeah, I, I think if you listen to songs, you'll hear mm-hmm. where there's accents, and mm-hmm. then just try and like change that accent uh, mm-hmm. beat to that knock. You know, that yeah, yeah that. A knock is knock. pretty much an accent. It's to get yeah. your attention, right? Like so, yeah. I hope that's it. what she's talking about. If she's talking about the chunk and stuff, then pretty much any song <laughs> down, down, up, up, down, up. We, we, we overuse the chunk. The chunk. Yeah. But. We. I don't know if you guys noticed. I mean, the audience, but I have not added a chunk in a while, unless it was like a Kyle Creator Boy song uh-huh. and stuff. And even then, like I have not done chunks in a while. Because like I felt like I was abusing that power for for a long time, and I was yeah. maybe getting kind of tired of the how do you do that thing or whatever. Like, was, you know, this video, I, I had that video on like almost on speed dial, so to speak. <laughs> I was like, Here you go, chunk or whatever. Yeah. And because everyone kind of does, it became like a thing. They're like, oh, how to chuck, and people get like, you know, everyone's using it now. And so it's kind of lost its. It's cool. It's a cool factor. <laughs> I was cool when <laughs> I was do. I was chunking before it was cool, Kahai. <laughs> yeah, we were. I said we were chunking before it was cool. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Not cool anymore. So it's like now nah, we we rarely chunk now. <laughs> are are we are we ukulele boomers? Yeah, are, are I think so. In, boomers, in the <laughs> I think so. We're we're uh, the uh, you know we're the old guard, as Cynthia Lynn called us <laughs> yeah. of ukulele lessons. That, Shout out to Cynthia. We love that's you. a nice way. Of it, yeah. <laughs> it was a really nice way of saying we we're pretty old. <laughs> wow, you guys have been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next question. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, let me. I don't think we have a next question, but that, no. it kind of reminded me that talk about the knocks reminded me of somebody <laughs> who said play cards. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's kind of funny because somebody asked me where they should go, mm-hmm. and in particular, they said they don't want to learn bends or they don't want to use bends. Yeah, and it's kind of weird to me, like to say that you don't, you like actively don't want to use a technique because yeah. techniques are just there for a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and you can choose whether to use it or not. But yeah. I mean, they they all have a different purpose to serve, so. Yeah. It's, you know what if they were what if they were bullied you know like as as a kid with bends you're like yeah. I don't want to do bends anymore you know they're <laughs> I, <laughs> they're very mean <laughs> they were like thrown in the it's like Cinderella they were thrown in the basement <laughs> at, with the ukulele and told you gotta just bend that string for all day before you come up and you can get your soup right and like ah uh, yeah. yeah no I mean there's you know like it, it's not wrong necessarily it's just weird right. to hear like that somebody's like. I don't want to use this technique, you know. Yeah, well, you know, for some people, maybe like for their ears, you know, in all seriousness, maybe it just doesn't um, sound pleasing or whatever. You know what I mean? Like everyone's ear is going to be different. Yeah. Um, same thing with that saying: one man's medicine is another man's poison. So maybe for them, it's just maybe just the thought of like taking a note and you know, and maybe just from here. Here, right? So we got these two notes. Those are pleasing, but anything in between is not as pleasing. So I, I get it. I get it. it was, it's it an was, aesthetic thing, maybe. You know, it was interesting because uh, it sounded like too they were getting that 
mixed up with mm-hmm. uh, soloing too, or maybe yeah, because they they also said. I want to learn how to. I want to get better at picking, but I don't want to solo.、Mm. So it seemed like it's almost like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like,、uh, yeah. It seems like you're trying to isolate certain things,、mm-hmm. but really, it's not、mm-hmm. uh, necessarily. You don't have to cut yourself off from it, right? Yeah, and because like I gave them、mm. the example of、uh, "Wonderful Tonight,"、mm. and yeah. And I said, like, if you really want to, you can use a slide in place of that, because、yeah. all you're trying to do is get it to go up a little bit, right? Get the note to bend up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if you take that away from "Wonderful Tonight,"、mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine it. Sing song, sing song. Yeah, it's it's not as expressive, right? Like,、yeah. you really can't get that that deep、mm-hmm. emotion from it. So,、uh, it's it's fine to say I don't want to learn this right now, but、mm-hmm. I would say like if. You know, you think that way about a technique. Don't、mm. cross off that technique forever, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You never know. It's just, it's like saying, "I'm never going to use screwdrivers or whatever."、Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, <laughs> I only want to use nails. <laughs> <Yeah> . You may, <laughs> you may, <laughs> you may need it one day. It's,、yeah. it's kind of like that. Like、or、that's maybe what God is saying. Like, yeah. I don't I hate wrenches. It's <laughs> I like. Don't He was a wrench ever. <laughs> It's like you're a carpenter and you're like, I gotta nail in all these things, but I hate a hammer, so I'm gonna use a screwdriver and smash it against、yeah. the, the nail. You can, you just can to get in. Yeah, it works. Like, but I mean, like everybody's kind of gonna be looking at you, right, and being like, uh, you you wanna use my hammer? Wanna, like, <laughs> yeah, my hammer is pretty good.、Yeah. Just gotta tap it a little bit. So, yeah, I wonder、right. where that comes from. Where like, where, why would? <laughs> Why they were so against it? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I, I just offered that like you can、mm-hmm. do this instead, but、um, I wouldn't write it off completely. You、yeah. know, that's good. That's good. You gave good advice.、Um, let's talk about the、um, the contest, not contest, but the、uh, the songwriting challenge. Okay, so the songwriting challenge we got、uh, three entries in, which is、uh, Rob, the one you heard, you guys heard earlier, or did we have more entries? Yeah, I saw、uh, three. Yeah, we had yeah.、Uh, Hamsini and then Kristen Sue. Yeah, so、um, Rob, you guys heard、uh, the beginning of the show.、Uh, Hamsini,、um, once again, very really cool melody line, you know, that she was she was doing there, and I like once again repetition, like repeat that melody line to me so I can remember it, and I remember it, and it's it, it works, you know. But it's not like she just had that same thing over and over. She you know she went to different places, but came back to it every now and then just to kind of remind the audience、um, what what it is, and I, I dug it. I dug it a lot.、Um, Kristen Sue, really cool. It's like、uh, it's a very mysterious sounding. You know? like, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. The sound quality was choice. I like the sound quality of Kristen Sue's、um, and, and entry this time around.、And、they said that they used something new, right? Yeah, they were they, using their like they their updated their、yeah. interface. Yeah, oh, fancy schmancy, pinky up, Kristen <laughs> Sue, pinky up when you drink your champagne, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it was it was cool. I, I dig it. I dig it a lot.、Um, but make sure because it's the two of you, you know.、Um, make sure that you're kind of moving together. I think that's my、um, you know my my only advice is、um, is to practice moving together, and that's that means exactly what it means. Like、uh, you you can't have like one person doing the thing and then the other person doing their own thing and.、Um, 
And it's like, we'll just meet in the middle or whatever. Like, no, you kind of, you guys kind of have to walk together, you know, like, um, Chris is doing like maybe the, the strumming or the picking. I don't know who's doing what because it's just I think, audio. I didn't see the, um, yeah, I think Chris is doing the picking and Sue yeah. is playing the background chords. Yeah. So, um, if, if Chris is doing the, uh, the, the, the picking, uh, Sue has to kind of walk alongside Chris to, uh, you know, to kind of get the, get the oh, melody I, line sorry. to move. It's the uh, other, way other way around. Okay. 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 So yeah, whatever, whatever it may be. Like if, if, uh, Sue's doing the melody, Chris has to be there to walk alongside her, kind of like me and oh, Aaron when we played. It, it might have been, weren't they the ones that had the question about audio drift when they're recording? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they actually said they that. They record together, right? Uh, yeah. And they, they said that with their new interface and their yeah. new setup, yeah. it fixed that. Nice. So yes. they don't have to worry about so that. So it did sound a lot better, you know, but, um, I think that's where you guys can improve the most is just really start to kind of move together you know and um and groove i think you know, find each other's groove i think that's that's yeah. very really important i think there's there's parts where they are moving together mm-hmm. and in those parts you can hear that sue is like picking and her picking goes like in between uh chris's like yeah. strumming yeah but then there's parts where like chris is strumming and the strumming is almost mm-hmm. more um kind of like in your face yeah the picking itself yeah so that's where like uh when you guys play together right like uh aaron does a lot of like hitting that bass note with his thumb and then just kind of like filling in the space with the rest mm. of his fingers you know yeah. that kind of strumming instead of doing the like exact like you know down up down up chunk up down yeah. like because when you do that like it kind of detracts from you know if the person is playing uh picking a melody mm-hmm. It might be harder to hear. So yeah, there, I mean, it, it'll come with more practice, though. I think you know. I think just the more they play together, the more <laughs> they're gonna find each other's groove. Because right yeah. now, I think you know, and plus because they just wrote it, I'm sure the song is kind of new. They don't have too much confidence in it yet. But once you get to know the song, the arrangement, and um, once you guys start kind of listening to each other and following each other, the the person backing up doing the um doing the rhythm pattern should really listen to the person doing the melody line because the melody line is a lot more free than the uh than the rhythm is the rhythm kind of has to almost follow the uh, the melody and i'm not saying the melody line shouldn't follow the rhythm guy because they definitely should you know mm-hmm. but because the melody line should be on top if that melody person rushes or slows down, that rhythm person has to be there with them. And that's what I mean by walking together or by going together, you know, and moving together. That's what I mean. If one, you know, and I'm not saying don't speed up or don't slow down. It's just that if one does, then the other one has to go along with that one. Yeah. It, I think it, so. It sounded like, for an analogy, it sounded mm-hmm. like Chris is the one who's doing the strumming, right? Mm-hmm. So he he's like the one setting the pace with yes. the, a jump rope. Yeah, and it sounded like Sue was just like waiting, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm jumping in now. Yeah. I'm jumping. I'm yeah. jumping. I'm jumping. I'm jumping out." Where it's kind of like you, if you're the one setting the strumming, mm-hmm. like instead you have to like watch. You're like watching. Okay, they're jumping. I have to move my rope under their feet yeah. now, 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 yeah. now. Watch their feet. Yeah, <laughs> watch their feet. <laughs> yeah. Basically, watch their yeah. That's oh. just move together, and and um, it's not something that is just going to be fixed overnight or whatever. I think it's mm-hmm. it's something that you guys will you know learn as you play more together. Like that, mm-hmm. it's just going to be that. Like when Aaron, and I, as as good as we are, uh, separate, it took a it took at least like a year, two years for us to really like start to kind of feel each other's groove, you know? Because my uh, groove is a lot different from the groove that you're used to. You know what I mean? 
Oh well, yeah. When we started, right? When we start, I would say maybe that. like five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't feel around bad. <laughs> around the five year mark. I started getting a little more comfortable. <laughs> like up until that, I was like on edge the entire time. <laughs> Aaron used to have like the cords on the floor and yeah. stuff, and he was he was a very nervous wreck back then. I was trying to because he was just hold kind of, it together. And... <laughs> you were the square peg that was put in that round hole, like that was forced in that round hole. <laughs> Guitar player start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, moving on. Thank you so much for all the submissions. Let's pick a winner. Yeah, shall we? From those three people, one person is going to get a third lesson. So here we go. Spin out a wheel. Wheel Smiths coming right around to uh, show us how it's done. Looks like Kristen Sue is going to get their third lesson. I don't think they used their last one, so. There could be a month where I'm going to see Chris and Sue like four times. <laughs> right on, congratulations. All right. Now that we have that, uh, we might use your song. One of these, uh, you know, one of these openings, just like how we use Rob's this, this, um, this episode. Now, I've been staring at these because I just ate a really salty burrito before we started <laughs> filming. That's why I'm sorry because I'm like low-key like burping and I'm pretty sure it's not that low-key because my microphone's right here. <laughs> I just had a really huge burrito from Chicken in a Barrel. Now, I know that sounds really weird, a place called Chicken in a Barrel, but trust me, it's good stuff. Good. It's good. Right, Kahai? You've had Chicken in a Barrel before, right? Yeah, a few times. How, how would you, how would you uh, describe Chicken in a Barrel? It might be the... <laughs> Uh, it might be the, one of the best barbecue places on Kauai, uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> we do not have a lot of barbecue places. So that uh, is barbecue in <laughs> or garden yeah. down barbecue. It's not, yeah, that's yeah. not Southern style barbecue or Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. They basically use barrels to smoke the uh, the, the meat, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, when yeah. they cook it. Just don't. If you come from the mainland, like, don't compare it to barbecue you've had, probably. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, like, give us this one. <laughs> just, it is what it is. Just let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like how when we go to the mainland, we just let let all the poke places go. Yeah. You know? Like, we just we yeah. let it go. We let yeah. it go. And then we talk about when we get back home. But we're not talking about it when we're there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, good place. I, I dig it. And um, it's kind of like this Mexico thing going on with, the, with with that. And I had a huge... Chicken in a barrel, chicken burrito. So anyway, um, I've been staring at this because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of salt in my body. So these are from our good friend Kevin Bay. Am I yeah. correct? Go ahead. All right, Kevin so, and his wife. Yeah, Kevin Shirley. and his wife, the Bays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my Bay now. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you are now my Bay because you know the way to get to my heart. Um, we have these amazing gifts so i'm going to show the three boxes of things that are in front of me and then i'm going to show the thing underneath it is that cool yeah. so kevin's bought, brought us a bunch of stuff the first stuff coming into frame moon pies <laughs> mini moon pies so you know you don't you don't feel too bad eating one you know what i mean it's it's a mini so you only feel mini bad <laughs> uh, i love these you know? <laughs> mini bad about eating the entire box <laughs> so uh, mini moon pies I, I love these and these are these are classic you know since 1917 i didn't know these were around like that that long but <laughs> yeah in, they're basically like chocolate covered cookies with marshmallows in the middle like how, it, it's it's like a s'more like how yeah. are you gonna hate on that you can't you can't hate yeah. on it it's awesome 
All right, and not only, so I said, I did say he knew the way to my heart, which is chocolate. <laughs> and then he opts it up with a mint chocolate, <laughs> yeah. which, come on, come on, now you're just showing off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're just, you know. Just watch Aldrin yeah, just melt I, right off of that I, seat. I guess, <laughs> or just break the seat after, <laughs> after eating so much food. Um, mint chocolates. Moon pies. I didn't even know this existed. This mm-hmm. is kind of like a, um, uh, what is that? Uh, that Thin Mints? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Thin Mints. I'm guessing. I've never had As it. As a moon pie. As a moon pie. It's yeah. like a moon pie mint Thin Mint. So I, wow, this is, thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, it's for the whole office. It's not just for me. <laughs> and then, just to show off even further, banana moon pies. <laughs> if there was, if there's one fruit <laughs> that, that was for Aldrin Guerrero <laughs> that deserves to be <laughs> in in my you know in my list, it's banana. My <laughs> my email like growing up was banana ketchup at you know at <laughs> whatever dot <com. laughs> <Da-da-da-da. Okay. laughs> But banana, come on, come on, Kevin. Does me? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> did we just did we just become best friends? Did can uh, I be a bay? <laughs> I think, and then the other stuff too, because yeah. he sent a letter explaining everything. Yeah. So the other things, I think, will okay. even add more to that. I don't even know what the other stuff. Yeah, is, but Aldrin just hasn't that seen so it so far. It's it's been kind of amazing. So there's this. I don't know what's in it. Okay. That's, that's so the guys have seen it. And yeah. Like, we have, looking at my face, like we my have reactions, seen it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Oh. Whoa! 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 Whoa. That's so cool! It's a mini Kai. Pretty pretty amazing. That's amazing. Did he make these? Uh, His wife made them. them. Dude, that is so cool. That is so cool. And we got got Aaron with his glasses. Yeah. Wow! (laughs) I'm gonna put this one down. And the guitar. Be careful. Apparently, it's With like... the guitar. It's like something oh. they do in Brazil. And she wow. learned to make it while in Costa Rica. So, yeah. And then and then there's me. Oh, there's a little... There's a little me! Oh, there's a little me! And I... Oh, that is... Pretty amazing. That is so cool! Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing! Wow, thank you. I'm a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go a close-up over here in this in this camera. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, if you. Oh, look at them cheeks. <laughs> look at them cheeks. <laughs> and I got my hat. Uh, yeah. yeah? yeah that's, the that's, hat. that's the hat. Yeah, it's the. Uh, <laughs> it's the Anaheim Ducks bear hat. <laughs> it's a California bear in the colors of the Anaheim Ducks. That's basically what my hat is. For those people who are wondering. Yeah, man, this is awesome. <laughs> look at this. We all get one. That is. That is too cool. That is way too cool. There. Oh. <laughs> oh no, Aaron's glasses. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fix that. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. That that is. I am so impressed right now. Oh, oh, jeez. This is so cool. Yeah. Ha. I want to tell Heather. Like, did anyone make a doll? You know, for you, for your you. likeness, you know. <laughs> you know? Ah, and there's other things in here too. 
Okay, I'm gonna put these down gently. Gently. Especially Aaron in his glasses. <laughs> Alright. Now, um Ooh. Pucker butt pepper company. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot sauce. And that's hot <laughs> sauce. <laughs> so the he, Kevin wrote yeah. the moon pies are to help with the hot sauce. Ah. To tame it after. Yeah. Tame your tongue after. Pucker butt pepper company. Yeah. This uh, is the same company that makes uh, the yes, uh, scissors. Got pepper X and yeah. Oh yeah. really? From uh, hot ones. Yeah. From hot ones. Okay. I'm gonna put these down a little bit. Thank you so much, Kevin and Mrs. Bay. You guys are now both my bays. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to the audio podcast listeners because you got You got to watch the. Yeah. You got to watch the replay just to see how amazing these like these little dolls are. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Okay. So the sun. I was thinking like uh, we should just add it to the set, right? Like. Put yeah. Them in the <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, yeah, who's the guy that, uh, Pepper X, that, uh, Sean Evans, you were running Sean Evans, right? Uh, no, no, no. The from, uh, no, the guy that created oh, the Pepper yeah. is the, yeah, the, that is Pucker Butt. Yeah, the I do, owner I do of Pucker Butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His name I've is, seen... uh, Smoking Ed Curry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, a, a, like, a documentary or, like, a video with him and stuff, and he yeah. goes around his garden and just, like, picks it and he eats can it, just like, eat nothing. Them, yeah. Like, holy most people have a hard time just touching them. All right, th- those peppers. Wait. This one is called Hot Sauce Voodoo Prince Death Mamba. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Uh, <laughs> Aww. Try try open the other one, and then yeah. I'll explain the two sauces. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so this one, I like all those words. <laughs> Hot sauce, death, mamba, voodoo prince. Like that's, that just screams all sorts of no's for other people. So, <laughs> yeah, like so earlier in the week, uh, Kevin was like emailed me. He was like, oh, hey, I want to send you guys something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, awesome. And I just thought it was going to be like a small box. Yeah. And it, it, all this stuff came in like a huge box, like wrapped up and everything. So, yeah. Yep. Amazing. All right. This one is. I like that though, so that because if it spills, it goes all over the dolls and stuff. <laughs> Whoa, this is Reaper XXX Squeezins. Are we gonna have to do another one of those episodes? And is this the episode that I'm actually gonna just like have smoke coming out of my ears? You know, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> you guys want to try this with me? Yeah, uh, sure. Kevin okay. like wrote a tire note, and then in okay, the note, cool. it what says, does it say? Uh, well, about the hot sauce, it says, mm-hmm. um, uh, he created, or Ed Carey, creator of the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> uh, it's signed. Which, yeah, which holds the Guinness World <sighs> Record as the hottest, uh, pepper. Yeah. Average of 1.6 million up to 2.2. Uh, the Reaper Squeezins is their hottest sauce made with 92% Carolina Reaper peppers. <laughs> the Reaper Squeezin we sent to you is a limited edition. Fifty percent hotter bottle signed by Smokin' Ed himself. Uh, Amazing. The Voodoo Prince mm-hmm. Death Mamba is a much tamer and flavorful sauce, still mm-hmm. hot, made with black pepper, ghost peppers, onion, garlic, and cumin. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So one is just hot for no reason, and then one of a, one just... of them had some flavor, but is still hot. Yeah. So this is, I think, 
for next episode. <laughs> uh, this is the hottest challenge that I'm probably going to get. This is from Smoke and Ed himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my jeez. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> like I'm, I'm usually not scared of hot sauce challenges, but this one I'm legit scared for. <laughs> I don't know if I even want to touch Amazing. that one, you know. Yeah, no, we all gotta try. <laughs> I can't be the only one. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can tell this one's like, you know, it's got more like um, vinegar and water and stuff, or yeah. this one is just, just a bad. chunk. Just, it's like so thick. I. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin Bay, my new Bay. Knows, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knows the way to Aldrin's heart. I know. Jeez. Thank you so much. Toys? Chocolate? Hot sauce? <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> Once again, here's the toys, just to kind of show. Here's a little Kahai, little KFC Kahai. This is me. Amazingly accurate. Yeah. And this is Aaron with his hat and his sun uh, and his glasses. Not sunglasses, but his glasses. Where's the? Where's our our Lego minifigs? What if we like put them next to each other? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're up there. Yeah, they're, they're, two, they're playing music in together. the set. Oh man. Let's let's make like a stop motion video. I do have an idea for uh opening a different opening, so maybe we can Oh maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe. Maybe. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Kevin, for uh, for your amazing gifts. We really appreciate it. We're probably going to put it back there so you guys can see it every week on this show. Um, who knows? Next week, maybe we'll do the hot sauce challenge or I don't know. I might check it out. Who knows? I'm legit scared for, uh, for those two sauces. But thank you so much, uh, everyone, for watching. We'll see you folks next time here on the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. Tune in tomorrow for Aloha Friday Live Jam and the uh, live coaching that happens right after. So if you need help with your ukulele, I will be live tomorrow at 2.50. 15 to 20 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time here on Ukulele Underground for your uh, live coaching. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>